Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Michelle Smallman, Andy character, and we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Our Blues Insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, joins us. So, JR has a U and an E and an O in his last name, three vowels. Michelle has Smallman, S-M-A-L-L-M-O-N. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an A and an E, right? T- two A's and an E. I love the fact that Martin Furk is a blue, JR. <laughs> F-R-K. It's a, FRK. Yeah, come on, let's buy a vowel, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I hate to uh, be Curbs or John Kelly if uh, Martin does something really well at the end of the game and he doesn't yell the wrong word out there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> That's a good call, Jar. That could be tricky. Um, well, Jeremy, you're constantly putting great stuff up at The Athletic, including a piece that dropped about an hour ago that everyone needs to go check out about what the Blues roster could look like in 22-23. And you posed the question in the very first sentence that I want to pose to you. Do you think the Blues are better today than they were at the end of this past season? Yeah, it's a good question. And just a little context on you know how I got to this article is I had been thinking about doing some sort of comparison uh, because uh, everyone knows that the Blues lost a couple key players with David Prawn and, and Billy Huso. But I'll tell you what, I, I sent out an inquiry for uh, mailbag questions. Hey, if you're a subscriber, you want to send in questions, you know, let me answer them. And usually when I get these questions, there's such a huge variety. When, what night are they going to wear their uh, Winter Classic jerseys? You know, what night are they going to do this? Who's going to play the fourth line? Well, every single question I got in this mailbag that I, that I sent out was – twofold it was are the blues any better than they were last year and if not what is doug armstrong going to do about this and and so uh, i just decided to take it all and and put it into one story as opposed to try to address it in a mailbag and you know i worked with uh, one of my colleagues at the athletic shannon goldman she's terrific and you know just to explain here you look at the roster the lineup that the blues ended last season with and it's hard to kind of pinpoint the exact roster because you got guys who were injured banged up but i tried to assemble what we all believe to be the Blues team at the end of last year. And then you take those numbers and then you compare them to what the Blues roster looks like today. And then you use projections uh, based on the past three years to kind of make this comparison to see, are they better? Are they worse? And and I think we can all understand without uh, looking at some of those numbers that, yeah, they've lost some scoring. They've lost, lost some depth in that top nine uh, in the forward group. And I think defensively, while that top four is solidified with Nick Letty coming back, you know, what, what about that third pair? Is Marco Scandella going to be in it? You know, we ran the numbers and, you know, it's it's better with Scott Prunovich in there. So are they going to give Scott Prunovich a chance? What's it mean for Nico Mikula? And then, of course, the goaltending without Vili Husso 
uh, isn't as good with Thomas Grace, uh, according to uh, the projections. So uh, you can look at this and I think safely say that this group is not as good, Michelle, as it was at the end of the year. Still time in the offseason for Doug Armstrong, though, to to pull something off, and, and that's what people are asking: Will he do something? And Jr., I, I think that because we David Prom was such a prominent player and such an important player to the team, we tend to overlook the idea that the goalies that aren't on the Blues right now had a record of thirty wins, seven losses, and six overtime losses. That's both Huso and Lindgren, and the guys that are still around, and Joel Hofer probably is not going to be up with the Blues. So let's just go with Bennington, 18-14-4. And, and Thomas Grice, it's been a long time since Thomas Grice has been a really effective NHL goalie. To me, that's as big an issue as Perron leaving. It really is. It really is. I think, you know, if you were to sit down today and do a list of the top 10 questions entering training camp, and obviously it'll be a few weeks before we do it, uh, I would think that uh, Jordan Bennington and how he rebounds, how he re- you know answers after that solid playoff before he got injured and that collision with Nazem Kadri has got to be at the top, right? It's got to be number one or two. Sure, there's some other important issues, but nothing bigger than the goaltending. And if Jordan Bennington you know, can't handle the load, if he can't play like he did in the postseason, then what are the Blues to do? Because the answer isn't Thomas Grice. So, you know, I think that a lot of people felt like they saw the Jordan Bennington of old in that playoff run, but this is, you know, a few months removed. He's really had to probably put the time in this offseason uh, off the ice, on the ice, get it all together, and come back as that guy. If not, then the Blues, you know, they have to make a move. That wouldn't be a situation where you could continue to play Thomas Grice for a long stretch like they did Billy Huso. Jerry, we haven't spoken to you since Matthew Kachuk landed in Florida, but you have a great piece up at The Athletic where you spoke to Matthew himself. And in that piece, you said that a source says to you that the Blues' proposed deal for Matthew Kachuk to Calgary included Vladimir Tarasenko, Marco Scandella, and a high draft pick. Are you surprised that Jordan Kyrou wasn't a, por- a part of that reported uh, proposition? Yeah, so it's a, it's a little complicated because, uh, you know, I know that when I'm writing the story, everybody wants the answer, what did the Blues offer? And I efforted for uh, a solid couple days, you know, to try to get that information. And uh, the one person, the source that uh, I spoke with said that, uh, and I feel confident in this information, Michelle, obviously, or I wouldn't have put it in the story. You know, the one source believed that it was to be Tarasenko and and Scandella and a first-round draft pick. Now, um, you know, was that mentioned at some point in the conversations between the Blues and Calgary? Was it, you know, a final offer? Was it just conversation? You know, it's tough to know that answer, but uh, from a reliable source, you know, I was told that the Blues uh, did pitch that package. So, you know, surprise if Cairo wasn't involved. You know, could he have been involved at some point? Did the Blues, you know, not put him on the table? You know, I think there are a lot of questions about that only – Doug and uh, and Calgary would know, but yes, if Jordan Kyrou was never mentioned, I think that would be a little surprising, both from the standpoint of you needed to wow Calgary a little bit, just like they got wowed by Florida, and also how are you going to pay all these guys? If you did bring in Matthew, it was going to be nine nine point five million. You know how are you going to pay these guys? Doug certainly has a plan, and and I'm sure he could have kept Kyrou and, and pulled it off somehow. Uh, but it does seem like it would add up pretty quickly and, and tough to do that math with Cairo on the team as well. And we do want, as Michelle mentioned, people to get to your story at The Athletic and check it out. And Because here's what I've said to Michelle, JR. The way the roster looks to me right now, even with all the scoring from last year and with a very good defense and with Bennington, but when you're 
you're going, we know they're going to have neighbors and or Bull Duke. We know that they're going to have a relatively young back end of the defense, whether it's Mikola, Perunovic, whomever, those guys are going to get minutes. It kind of looks like a transition year for me, even though the Blues have a, a capped out team with a lot of veteran players. I don't think this is a Stanley Cup champion team by any means right now. Yeah, I don't think it's a uh, cup team. I, I think that, you know, a couple things. If, if certain guys play up to their capability and you get a performance from like a neighbors and Bennington is the guy that we saw in the playoffs, then I think you can be a contender. The other thing I tried to point out in the story, Randy, is that, uh, you know, the Blues, Doug Armstrong, he's hung on to all these assets. And you can't say that for a lot of teams around the league, but he still has neighbors and Bolduke and, you know, Prenovich and all these first round picks the next three years still in the fold. He didn't move any of that. So, you know, I make the point in the story that if you can, you know, somehow remain formidable and get yourself to the trade deadline, you know, there could be some cap space. Uh, there could be a way to add. But I agree with you that as you look at it right now, there's a lot of what ifs. And, you know, you look at that third line, neighbors, we don't know about him yet. He could be a guy that could play there, but maybe he doesn't make the team. You just don't know. That fourth line, I think that, you know, what they've done is they've given about five guys $750,000 and said, hey, you guys are going to fight for this, uh, for these spots on the fourth line. Achari, Lavo, uh, Clem Costin, so on and so forth. Don't forget, Ferk. you still have, uh, yeah, Frick. <laughs> you still have, you still have, uh, I almost slipped myself. You almost have, uh, you, you got Logan Brown there too. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're as good. There are a lot of what ifs, and I think at this point, there's no way that you can go into this season and say this is a cup team. I think they're going to have a lot to prove, uh, but I think they, I think that they can be contenders. And we've seen it before. Doug Armstrong has the ability to put teams together and do things that we don't expect him to be able to do. Jr. Always great to have you with us. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. Yep. Have a good weekend. Talk to you guys. Bye. You too. That is our Blues Insider from the Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, joining us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.